oaths are given in the name of Malkador the regent and for the emperor of mankind. Execute the mandate. Hello guys and welcome to our strategium on this strike cruiser woes companion or actually free blokes chatting over Skype about all things Horus Heresy. Uh, with me, Pete, tonight is Wes. Say hello, Wes. Hello, Wes. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. <laughs> I tell you, it, it, it's so much like more attractive watching you say that over Skype. It's great. I love it. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, and also joining us is the one, the only, the Brummy Destroyer. <laughs> Gaz! I did destroy many things this weekend, did I? I fucking lost <laughs> all my games. He got destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Say hello, Gaz. All right. See, there's a classy man. Doesn't do the <laughs> doesn't do the obvious, Wes. Doesn't do the obvious. <laughs> so guys, <laughs> so guys, welcome uh, to episode three of the Knights Errant Podcast, a Horace Heresy podcast. Hey. Um, tonight we're going to cover the last bits of the Blood Angels Codex. We're going to look at some of the white scars. I hope we don't have to talk about demons. Um, but before we do all that, what we're going to do is start talking about what we have done in the hobby in the last couple of weeks. Over to you, Wes. Well, we've played a couple of games. Uh, played them against Gaz, which I haven't done for a long time. And he didn't get to run away from me this time, which is uh, quite pleasant. But he did get destroyed. <laughs> which oh, I think was the theme for Gaz. acid shells. <laughs> bunch of wankers, aren't they? Well, you, you told me to take 10, Gaz, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out really well for me. Yeah, so I played Gaz, and then I uh, played another game in our campaign, which was uh, really good fun, actually. Yeah. And that one, I actually got my butt handed to me throughout the game. <laughs> but then with a lucky turn of events, I managed to charge my Praetor in and wipe out a 20-man squad in the um, leadership check at the end, which was amazing. And then ran my squad of tactical squads onto the uh, objective and won the game. Nice. And it's all about that objective uh, objective game, isn't it? It's all it's about winning. Play to the missions. Play to the missions. Gaz, do you want to tell us about your loss to Wes and me? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I played Wes on the Wednesday. At ambush, Wes wisely chose to be the uh, attacker. Especially for a mainly jumped force, it's quite awkward being in the centre. And he made the correct move of not splitting his forces up. Uh, but as you're coming on from both sides, you don't know if he is going to split his forces up. So my deployment didn't help me. And then bloody acid shells just absolutely just eat everything, don't they? I'd, it's just unreal how many ones and twos he can roll when it comes to acid shells. He doesn't roll them for, to hit or anything like that or to wounds. <laughs> it's only on the bloody acid shells, isn't it? There as well. Yeah. <laughs> Strangely, he has a different colour dice for the uh, acid shells as well. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I have it's indeed. The chip, it's the one with the chips in it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, got wiped out that one. And then uh, I played you on the Friday, Pete. You did indeed, and we got to play on um, one of the awesome Warhammer World um, key featurette tables, didn't we? Yeah, so it's all fixed tables. It's kind of like the uh, Forge World, Imperial World, isn't it? But it's not actually them tiles. 
it's their own custom made ones. Yeah, it's a it's a mix of the Realm of Battle board, um, Sector Imperialis, some other bits and pieces, and then some really nice buildings. Um, and as I was Sons of Horus, and you were the Ninth Legion, we decided we were fighting in the foothills of the Imperial Palace on Terra. Yeah, I was... I tried to have that uh, right of war Day of Sorrows, which really lost the game, didn't it? Because a- absolutely straight under half strength it just counts as destroyed and I think there's very few games where any units survive yeah you know, it's, um... they all take hammerings in whole Thursday don't they did you have uh, a very sorrowful day after that no no I, I went and brought some stuff <laughs> brought some more stuff so uh, vigilator recon squad <laughs> Got some... yeah you had you had some problems with your vigilator didn't you Yes, uh, it's a little bit odd, really. I don't think the so the molds I think nowadays are perfect, really. They, they don't really have too much wrong with the molds. So when I opened him all up, the top half and was all fine, but his legs is like the uh, mold and quite mixed correctly. It was all different colours, and he was a bit so I sent a for Jordan they sent me a replacement which is great of them so I now have a vigilator with no legs and a vigilator <laughs> that I can actually do but I'm the uh, the old one that I got a replacement for I'm going to give it away so we've already talked about that so yeah so it's been a I've been pretty busy in the hobby I've managed to get three games in uh, the first was didn't talk about this last time did I the Raven Guard match against no, Korax. No. So yeah, um, so two were in the campaign, one against the Raven Guard uh, and one just the other night against Salamanders. Um, and then obviously played yourself, Gaz, and won. <clears throat> Convincingly. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was only one victory point. One victory fair. point. So, <laughs> is that it? Yeah. 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 But we, um, that was a really good game. Uh, but I've also been really busy in the actual hobby as well. I managed to... Um, put a load of paint down on the last bits of the Sons of Horus that needed to at least get to tabletop standard bits and pieces for them. And I managed to um, buy up and convert some um, some of the new Chaos Terminators uh, and kitbash them with a bit of Cataphracty and Justerian weapon sets and combi weapon sets to create another squad of Justerian because mm. uh, Justerian are awesome. So... Yeah, really quite busy. The ga- the two games in the campaign, really fun. The first one was a huge game, um, over 3,000 points each. Um, and I agreed to allow my opponent to bring Korax. Uh, we're playing the Shadow Wars. We're using that um, campaign system. And as Korax is essentially one of the leaders of the Shadow Wars, it made sense to have him uh, on the table for a bit of a bigger game. It was a penultimate one of the campaign. Um, and it allowed me to take a bit more Volkite on the table. <laughs> so, but great fun. Um, Korax is annoying if you're playing against him. If he's not the closest enemy model, it snapshots against him. That can be really quite annoying. <laughs> but um, I managed to pull out the big W on that one quite convincingly. Uh, the That... Amistos is really, really, really 
earning his points back. Uh, making all my heavy Volkite master crafted is unbelievable. Wes, don't ever take that with the heavy bolter and give it to your Dark Angels. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that was a really cool game. Salamanders was a grudge match for the last match of the campaign that we've been playing in. Uh, the only person to um, outright beat me. So Wes and I played the first game. It was a draw. He won on the coin toss. Uh, this guy outright beat me last time. And uh, so we had a big rematch and my Praetor took his head. It was glorious. Massive melee in the middle. Um, so yeah, great game. I got myself a gin and tonic. I like your chair. Yeah, I, absolutely. Good man. Good man. My chair. Yes. Quite tidy. Yeah. Where is it? Is it? Did you get it off of Amazon? Uh, I actually got it from Staples. Ah, okay. Is it really comfy? Is it good for painting in? I'm looking yes. at new chairs. <laughs> Joy is actually really comfortable. Yeah. I. I yeah. It's just. It's probably my most comfortable chair in the house, actually. Yeah. I've. I've. So I'm torn between that executive style that you've got there, and I've seen some that have got like the Chesterfield styling. Mm-hmm. So I might, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to get yet, but I'll, I'm getting something rather than this um, dining room piece of crap that I've got. <laughs> it is worth it's... having a, a decent share actually, especially with painting on the podcasting shit. Yeah. So I find that when I when I'm painting. I'm let forward anyway, if that makes yeah. sense. So I'm let forward on my desk, painting away, and then sit back in the So, yeah, I was saying, I thought if we talk about the games we played a little bit more in depth, maybe tell some story about it, and then Gaz can edit it down to whatever he wants. Yeah, sure. Do you want to go first? I like the sound yeah, sure. of your voice. Oh, it is, uh, it is pretty nice. Uh, so, yeah, so we talk about the... Uh... <clears throat> A bit more of those campaign games we've been playing. So it's the um, Gorgothan War that we've been uh, fighting as part of the Shadow War. And um, the last one I played was actually really, really fun. So the dude had three units of 10 missile launchers. And because we're playing Crusader, um, <laughs> it's all infantry. I was like, screwed. But he uh, annihilated half my army in the first turn. Yeah, so annihilated half my army in the first turn, which is the freaking missile launchers. I was down to. Uh, one of my um, uh, Monomenecos acid shell dudes, and that was that was it. And I had to wait then for my other guys to come in from reserve mm-hmm. with the bikes. And uh, luckily, with just some careful placement, I managed to um, get uh, one of his squads uh, down to like two men, made an assault, and that allowed me to like spring up my um, Praetor, who's on a jump, uh, sorry, on a jet bike into combat wiped out that unit and then from that i managed to consolidate closer towards his units then from there hide him and then spring out that assault that i talked about previously yeah yeah, yeah assault yeah, was yeah. amazing so i had uh, there's a massive um, line of sight blocking terrain in the middle of the table i managed to sneak my praetor just around the side so he could see like two or three dudes and then i had a biker as well set up ready to try and get into the charge as well. The Praetor shot killed two of them, which is quite lucky, but not enough to like stop it making a really good charge. Um, Praetor went for the charge, and uh, his Overwatch scored one hit, completely fluffed. Uh, so I made my <laughs> save, which is great. 
and then I managed to make a seven-inch charge, which <laughs> which I was really sweating about. I was sweating about the whole combat. To be fair, I wasn't quite sure whether because there was like tw- there were twenty dudes, uh, an apothecary, and his centurion in there, and there was no way I thought I'd like wipe those guys out. But I thought this is the only shot I've got of winning the game right now. Went to get the other biker in there as well, but he f- completely fluffed. He ran like a, uh, I think it's a two and a one. So there was no way he was going to get in. And I was like, please don't challenge, please don't challenge. And then he challenged me. I was like, ah, oh, you bugger. So <laughs> luckily, I have the um, the Tyrannic Warblade, which is a plus two strength, AP three. So it bounces off most people's armor, but instant death. So in the challenge, <clears throat> I managed to get um, four hits off. Uh, sorry, f- yeah, four hits off. And then uh, the first wound went through, went through his armor. So he had instant death. So he uh, he lost two wounds on there. And the other wounds then spilled over to the rest of his squad. So he ended up losing five dudes. He then did all his attacks back, completely whiffed. And then uh, I won. So he had a leadership modifier of minus five. Failed. <laughs> and then I ran him down in combat. I was like, yes. But unfortunately, I then rolled a one for my consolidation afterwards. So I couldn't oh. get the uh, the Praetor back into cover, but he died gloriously in the middle of the table, yeah. having yeah, wiped stood, up the entire unit. Yeah, stood there holding his dick for the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, it's interesting. So you saw the end of my last game in the campaign. Oh, you saw the start of the... Yeah, I didn't see uh, the finish of it. Did you see when my... Vo- yes, of course you did, because you jinxed my Volkite Reavers <laughs> on their way in. <laughs> Yeah, so, he's gonna roll once. It's fine. Yeah. So the and I did on three of them. So we had the Overwatch. So I had a unit of Reavers, um, tooled up as always with Volkite chargers, uh, power axes, a couple of fists, and my also gun, charging a twenty-man tax squad. Uh, and on the way in, the Overwatch clearly is quite nasty, and uh, it came down to I had four armor saves to make and. Three ones after Wes goes, you could have rolled ones. <laughs> so, so before I'd even got into combat, I'd down three blokes. Um, combat then ensued. And mate, my so the Red Reaver, the chieftain of my um, Reaver squad, what a hero. So whilst the rest of the squad died, and we, we, we in that first turn of combat, we killed, uh, I, think, I think, four of his tactical squad um, for no losses in combat. But obviously, I'd lost guys going in. Um, the next round, he wiped out the rest of my blokes. My guy, my Reaver, killed another two. Next turn, killed another two. Next turn, because he keeps saving all every artificer armor, two pluses. He hasn't got anything that can go through it. I just keep making all these armor saves, whittling them down. Five rounds of combat, five continuous rounds of combat. This guy just trying his hardest to break them and make them run away they wouldn't in the end he fell gloriously to uh i had to i started rolling individually armor saves <laughs> um he had seven to make i made six and on the seventh one uh i rolled a one uh, wing goes through that's in dead but wow what a hero what an absolute murderer what a champ yeah, yeah, yeah trophies on him oh he, he is getting an upgrade he is. Uh, he's getting something to mark a t- his time. A Tifsir army is armor is worth every penny. 
it is as long as you're not up against a fist or a thunder hammer or you know whatever that's ap2 but yeah when you're just in base normal contact and he's hitting you on fours wounding you on fours but no ap wow you yeah it absolutely holds it's it's worth its weight in gold absolutely worth its weight in gold the um but yeah that combat was huge that led to an even bigger combat so i table my opponent i've never done that in my in my time playing war games uh, i managed to table this guy and it's only because of the huge combat we got into and me ending up sweeping people sons of horus have got some cool rules that that um uh Merciless. Don't tell Rick this. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but Merciless Fighters is such a cool rule. So that extra attack at initiative step one for those that haven't struck or are fighting at I1. It's just it's just extra extra hits, extra wounds, force armor saves, just weight, weight of dice throwing is what it's all about. And that uh but that we were playing the challenge scenario from the campaign. Oh so, yeah. So you had to kill. You absolutely have to kill the warlord with your warlord to win. You win outright. There are secondary objectives, so there's other ways of winning the game if that doesn't happen. But warlord on warlord actions where it's at, and both of us wanted that because of it's a grudge match. Um, interestingly, because of all the upgrades that we got through the campaign to the characters, he has an upgrade of. So we were both at I six. Um, but he has this thing that when he charges, he becomes I7. Oh. So he charged in to my Warlord unit and straight away, challenge, throws it oh. down. So the sergeant in the Terminator squad that I'm with, he steps forward because I'm not I'm not losing in the first round of combat. Paragon Blade and Instant Nice, brave uh, Praetor there. Well, the Praetor, <laughs> then, Praetor then dives into the mass of uh, fire drakes and starts killing fire drakes. Um, so yes. And then he, and then more units join this mass melee that's happening as we go through. Um, and it's important. I, I think one of the key things you have to do in a game is understand who should fight who at what times. So absolutely the right thing to do for me was sacrifice the sergeant at I seven. So initiative step seven, to that Praetor. Um, because striking simultaneously and killing each other simultaneously would have caused a draw and then we would have gone to secondary objectives. Um, so it's important not to let him get the jump on me. Uh, and I, whenever you're playing a game, I think that's key is to remember what the mission is, remember what the scenario dictates, make sure you play to that scenario. Many a game could have been lost in turn two, turn three, when you get downhearted because you've lost so many units and you think that's it, they, then dice gods are going to come back around to your side. Play the mission. Play the Always mission. play that mission. Always play that mission. So, so nah, yeah. Fuck that. Let's just kill things. Fuck the mission. <laughs> that's why Gaz <laughs> Charge, charge. No, run away. <laughs> yeah. It, it, gets the, it gets that red first. That's what it is. Yeah. It gets that red first. So. Right, so... But then our game, Gaz, probably one of the most enjoyable games of 30k I've ever had. The uh, Everything about it was great. It's because you Well, I mean, that helps. 
but no, the, the, just the the, <laughs> the drama. Setting. Yeah, the the setting. You were you were running. Um, uh, what's your right war called again? Angel Sorrows. Yeah, Day of Sorrows. So Day of Sorrows, and I was doing. I was running the Long March, and the two, just the names of those two rites of war, evoke the Long March that the heretics take to get to Terra, and the Day of Sorrows. It's a sorrowful time, you know. We, we started that campaign of the solar war on the planet. Yeah, it was it was just such a evocative piece to have the Sons of Horus up against Sanguinius, knowing my Primarch will kill your Primarch. Um, fighting through that campaign, just the back and forth, your Praetor versus my Praetor. And I actually do have to thank you for allowing my Praetor to get into combat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after, after we adjusted some little bits and pieces, but such a good game um, and I must say there's some right dice rolls there six wounds uh, uh, ten wounds I called on his Praetor and he only failed two arms uh, two influence saves yeah and you hadn't rolled um, what was it the because uh, you were, you had that blade, blade of perdition didn't you so it causes yes. double wounds and yeah so I've, I've, over two rounds of combat caused a total of ten wounds obviously influence only Eight, eight uh, invun saves, eight four ups, bastard. <laughs> and then uh, it was um, what was it? Two murder strikes that I made, and yeah, you failed one. Yeah. Ah, uh, to be honest, it's normally only needs one. I, I always save the uh, normal wounds. It's murder strike. I never save murder strike. But then the um, the funniest part was after that consolidated. I tried to sneak around that building, and what killed the last wound on my praetor? Oh, ball kites. Yeah, ball kites. Ah, <laughs> oh, revenge. What, what I did forget as well, he was hiding a little plasma squad. And because he's got so much ball kites, I even forgot it. I saw mm. there was a squad around there, but I just totally forgot they had plasma. So as I'm sneaking round, this massive plasma squad come out, out and just shoot the fuck out of me. I'm like, <laughs> shit, I forgot they were plasma. <laughs> so, yeah. But no, some really good games. And hobby wise, Real, real fun has been had recently. I'm working on this bad boy. Um, I know this makes great podcasting to show <laughs> to show yeah. a Leviathan model that started to have some work on it. Um, he's coming for you, guys. He's yep. coming for you. So, yeah, really, uh, loads of fun in the last couple of weeks. It's a real shame the campaign's over. Wes, you've still got one game to play. Yeah, unfortunately, nobody turned up to play against me last night, so um, I got to watch you instead, which is very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the drink. You should have gone so and brought some nut- stuff. I put some nuts on the table for them as well. Mm, they were tasty. <laughs> Sweet and salty. Mm. But you've uh, you're playing are you playing this weekend? No, unfortunately, I've got uh, my daughter this weekend, so I'm going to be playing Mickey next week. Okay, but I think that's going to count to the campaign, isn't it? I don't think so. I think you said that this is the last weekend for it. So, uh, well. next time, gadget. Yeah, but well, I'm quite enjoying the regular Wednesday events. They've been quite fun. So yeah, I think I'm going to keep it up. Actually, it's been really good. Yeah, absolutely. Gaz, change of shifts. <laughs> to be honest, if I when I go back on today's, this will be a struggle as well because I'll be uh, boards in Brum doing yeah. chorus heresy in there. But, uh, yeah, so, so we'd have to pick a, another night to do podcasting. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
It's, uh, Which I'm sure everyone with. really wants to know. Listening to it. it's all <laughs> the changing podcast day. Fucking, yeah, well, there's no one even <laughs> listens to it, so <laughs> four people, that. including us. <laughs> but I should uh, just take a moment to uh, apologise to our one listener that we have at the moment. Yeah, well, I was going. I made last I time. Rise this. <laughs> I was putting my latex bodysuit on. Uh, I was going to do it again today, but the guys didn't want to see it because we're actually uh, webcamming at the same time today. So for that one listener who listened to us, uh, I'm really sorry for all the noise last time. I've got a new mic now, so it should be much better. Yeah, I'm. It, it already does sound so much more crisper. So it's, it's great seeing your face as well. It's good seeing yours. I've, I've missed you since last night. <laughs> I'm starting to actually freak myself out a little bit now. <laughs> So, for, for those who think we're doing a video chat, we're not. Pete and Wes are just looking at each other's eyes through uh, over a tabletop, <laughs> candle lit. I'm missing you. <laughs> so, um, before we move on to to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight, do, does anyone want to uh, discuss what's come out from Forge World recently in terms of the Horus Heresy? We've had the White Scar releases. Yeah. Um... One of my mates who's a White Scar fan absolutely hates the Dreadnoughts. Purely because fluff reasons, more than, uh, you know, the look or anything. He, he still maintains White Scar shouldn't have Dreadnoughts and stuff. But I, at the weekend, I think they uh, described why quite well. You know. Yeah, yeah, they definitely did. So I think the model is a beautiful model. Once again, um forge world has made a contempt of dreadnought that really captures the feel of their of the legion that it's supposed to represent certainly to my mind um it's also really good that it might be something i could convert up for my sons of horus it's got that kind of feral tribal view uh feel yeah to it, it does actually so i think that might be nice and i'm thinking i need a close combat dread i, I like my my twin heavy volkite um contemptor especially after he killed gazi's praetor uh but i i I like him sat back shooting 45 inch range on the weapons fantastic kind of want one that gets up close starts smashing people and ripping them apart with with some sort of dreadnought close combat weapon especially something like gazi's shooty leviathan (laughs) which just wrecked me yeah yeah so um and and that might be a good base but that's taken away from what we were talking about white scars one and they did address it at the horus heresy weekender so whilst the thought of being interned in a dreadnought does not sing to the heart of a shagorian warrior they are a legion and they do possess all the elements that a legion would possess and in fact the dreadnoughts what was really cool about the background is dreadnoughts get to pick the campaigns they're fighting in and it's almost seen that no praetor no leader of any stripe would turn down the offer of assistance from the honored brother who's interred within whichever dreadnought but it's seen as a sign that oh shit things are real here this is going to be some hard fighting and i love it's about to go down yeah absolutely it's a fantastic absolutely fantastic little tidbit so I get your friend's point of view. It is not what you automatically think of when you think of the planes, 
you know, riding bikes over yeah. big open plains, etc. But does the way they've incorporated it really works? Um, uh, and at the same point, they're still going to have Terrans. You know, this before yeah. before they found. You know, before all the Primarchs will have been found, there'll be legions of already had uh, Dreadnoughts warriors incorporated into Dreadnoughts anyway. So. And I think some of the nice points of the heresy is you can build your legion however you want because they all had the stuff anyway. It's just yeah, yeah. they're synonymous with bikes. Yeah. No, they absolutely are. Um, but you know the. Uh, I will talk about the white scars at some point as we as we go forward. But yeah, I think that model is is a winner. The Praetor, I really like the look of the Praetor. Um, I'm not so sure that I. Given that the uh the unit that's coming seems to be in Tartarus armor when we're at the Horus Heresy weekend it's in Tartarus. Marrying a Praetor in Cataphracty with a Tartarus Terminator armor unit. Mm. I don't I don't know. But the model I think is fantastic. The uh this the Falcon or whatever it's called, the Cyber Eagle. Amazing. So Yeah. Yeah. I must admit, I really like it. I like the model. And and you've had your um, copy of Solar War now, Gaz. Have yes. You started reading it. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've looked through it now. It's just oh, I'm a bit. Uh, I'm a weirdo when it comes to books. I don't like breaking spines or anything like that. And I look through it and I think <laughs> that's that's too that's too nice to open. I might have to buy the uh, other copy as well. <laughs> I like, like Pete's guy at home, I do once them all in order on the bookshelf. Uh, yeah, that it, it's a beautiful really looking, absolutely beautiful looking um, piece of kit. Absolutely, uh, the story. Oh my, oh my. Have um, you finished it yet? So I've I've got a chapter and a half to go. Oh my word. Uh, Give us an overview. So, fuck off. <laughs> Oh, I want to read the story. I went. I went out uh, last week with my wife and one of her friends, and she told, "I'm watching this uh, series at the moment." And then to start talking about, it, and I learn one of the main characters dies. That's just going to be what happens there. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, tell, thanks. I guess that lad dies." So, oh so, yeah. So what? Tell us. What, there's it outlines. So we just die at the end of it. <laughs> That'd be quite worrying then, because that the whole scene would be one book. We're not there yet. The um, so it outlines the the traitor fleets turning up within the soul system, um, and how that unfolds, the multi pronged attacks and blah blah blah. Uh, there are some good little flashback bits. So, um, so what? So there's an interesting scene with Ab- Abaddon features quite a lot in this. Uh, and they've rounded out his character. I've, I've kind of felt that in some of the early books, and as the series has gone on, Abaddon's a bit of a two-dimensional character. Okay. Um, you know, he is he is a bad guy, and he's very gruff, and doesn't really discuss stuff mm. properly with people. He, he, he doesn't strike oh. you as a war master in waiting throughout yeah. the story. He, he's kind of like, I just want to smash them. Hoorah, hoorah, hoorah bad guy um that's not him at all uh and as you read the book you get a bit of background about 
his uh, coming into the Legion. And okay. Then, and then maybe a bit of a homecoming for the individual. Mm. Um, there's loads of death, as you would expect. There's loads of life. Some things that you wouldn't expect. It's a really good story that sets the foundation for the rest of the Siege of Terror um, story arc to continue. Uh, and it's set in probably one of the most beautiful books I've ever owned. Uh, some of the artwork is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. It's a great story. Uh, anyone that picks it up in whatever format will enjoy reading it. Absolutely. To the people who bought 10 and put on eBay, fuck you. <laughs> uh, seconded. Seconded. So, hi guys and welcome back. If Gad has added in a little ditty or something there. Um, so, we're going to talk about the rest of the Blood Angels element of book eight. Um, and for us, that now is the characters. Um, so first up, we're going to talk about Judy Carr, Aster Crone. Um, Gaz, as you are our resident Ninth Legion expert, why don't you tell us your opinions of this individual? So he has weapons go and ballistic skill five. Strength and toughness normal, wounds free, initiative five, attacks free, ten leadership, and a two plus save. His war gear is artificer armor, two hand flamers. Uh, as what is he? <laughs> Selfian uh, Shardax. I think he is a siphon Shardax. Siphon. Okay, I'll <laughs> cut that little bit out then. So I don't, <laughs> don't sound too much like I'm fucking mong. <laughs> Refractor field, frag and crack grenades, and also rad grenades. His special rules are obviously a blood angel, independent character, adamantium will, scout, counter uh, counter attack, ghost of life, and virtue of judgment. Do you think it? Do you think it's safe and safe and safe and pH is a Th- yeah. sound. See, the problem is because I've been learning Japanese, you do your <laughs> pronunciations of uh, things like that totally different to our English, do so now. I'm, I'm just finding pick, mind you, I can't read anyway, so fuck it. Yeah, anyway. it's, like, it's, it's called Safe and Shardax. Yeah, Safe and Shardax, yeah. Uh, so that's plus one strength, it's AP free, and it's melee and rending. So a little bit different from a normal Power Axe. Uh, one worse AP, obviously, but he gives you rending. Yeah, so it's not a specialist weapon. No. no. So you get um, you get a plus one attack because you've got the two hand flamers. So you got pistol and you've got yep. your you've got your axe. So you, that that's cool. So that's um, four attacks really, and then five on a charge. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, do you want to read the rest of it? Yeah. So he's also. He's got the Ghost of Safe, which the first time he takes... Well, he's reduced to zero wounds, although in the book he actually says O wounds. That's quite nice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Rather than removing from play, on a 4+, he goes into ongoing reserves with a single wound remaining. Now, as he's got Scout, that does mean you can outflank him. Yeah, it does. Because... The problem, I was thinking about this earlier. The problem would have been if without that scout, that say turn three or four, he's dead. 
you you bring him back on your board edge. You've just got, you know, he's probably nowhere near anything that he can affect. With that scout, it does mean he could still affect a guy, affect the game. Granted, only one wound, and he won't have anyone around him. He won't be too hard to uh, kill. You wouldn't think, you know, just a few bolter shots, and I'm sure you, unless it's Pete, he's, he'll probably fail his uh, one-up save. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. So I think that is a, that's a massive thing for him to have that scout rule, really. We with that, them two were all interlink quite well. The other one, virtue of judgment. I don't. I might just be a, being a total idiot here, uh, but I don't think that's worded very well. The rules. Yeah. So this is actually quite a, a complex wording to understand, I, because I don't get it. So, I I think there's a I think they've printed a one word incorrectly that changes the whole thing. Yeah. So so it. It talks so it's virtues of judgment, and then when you read so blah blah blah, or the the fluff background to it is there, and then it says at the start of the game after deployment, but before the first turn is declared, roll a d3. All quite simple. After crones controlling player, after crones controlling player may select a number of enemy units equal to the number rolled, so one, two, or three, to be marked by the angel's wrath. Why are they talking about angel's wrath? when the rule is called virtues of judgment yes first of all there is that so the in in there there is a mm. change of terminology fine but three units up to three units are going to be painted as it were with the, either the virtue or the angel's wrath whatever we call it it says angel's wrath in the actual book. so we call it that so three units are marked and then it says whenever crone or a destroyer's or an angel's tears unit is used to make a shooting attack against the unit marked in this way. His hand flamers are made with the shred and rending special. I think it should be their hand flamers. Yeah, that's what I think too. Because what, yeah. why would you say destroyers and angel tears unit? Because he can't. He hasn't got a jump pack. No. So Which he can't go with. Yeah, because he can't go with Angel's Tears. Well, he could, but then you're forcing yeah, your Angel's Tears why would you? to walk. Um, same with the Destroyer. So you can run Destroyers in a Rhino if you want to without a jump pack. That's possible. But um, why would you? Now, the Blood Angels have got that really cool little element where any Volkite can be replaced with a Hand Flamer for... Yeah, 15 um, points. 15 points. Now, when I look at that, I ask myself, what unit would has a volkite that i'd want to replace the um angel's tears yeah they all have twin serpentas but then just like you just but, said why would you put him in with why would pack? you why, why would you put them in there and when you're talking about the angel's tears clearly the only choice you're going to take with angel's tears is heavy chainsaw than everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but in all seriousness, the options that exist for the Angel's Tears are, are so much better than just giving them a hand flamer to make this guy, if you read the rule, to just make this guy have shred and rending. Now, as a bloke on his own running around like a Moritat, like a little Moritat, with that ability, that's quite, that's okay. Shred and rending, 
you know, the thing is, hand flamers are what strength free. Yeah. So it it makes hand hand flamers that nice little bit extra. But would, do you really want? It's hundred and fifty five points for that ability. I don't. I just don't think it's worth it. So here's what I think with this bloke. I think that you don't place him with a destroyer squad. You don't place him with Angel's Tears. You place him with a veteran tactical squad that you tool up and you give um, weapon masters or you give something something cool. And then he goes in a rhino with them. So you have nine of them in a squad plus this guy. Um, and Or even a land raider. You might stick him in a land raider if you've got a land raider or whatever. But that's how you do it and you you have a nice tailored combat unit or you give him a because he's a character um it's interesting that he's not an independent character is he yes yeah he's an independent character is he yeah under special rules oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 seen it under special yeah sorry i was looking at him for shot so he's a special so you can give him a um doesn't say you can't give him a command squad does it can you give him a command squad yeah you'd be able to give him command squad yeah so um, you could even tool up but some this, chosen. But then, even if you give him a command squad, that rule is still not really affecting that command squad. You know, it's. Well, it, you uh, can, so your command squad can have. Well, no, it doesn't because it's not a destroyer or. Uh, no. squad. Yeah, so I, I think this rule is completely wrong, isn't it? That that bottom end there needs to be changed. I think. I, I, think, I think it should. Yeah, it's 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 just his, it should be there. It should be there. Um. And it, then it, that, it'd be, it'd be it nice. Could, it would be bad if it was that their shooting attacks. Mm. Um, well, it wouldn't matter. Uh, wouldn't are made matter. with shred. But if if it's rather than his flavor, so, so their that, shooting attacks. Yeah, I mean nice. that would. I think be a bit powerful though. Uh, but, I think that'd be really powerful. I mean, yeah, you, you wouldn't give five points. Yeah, you you just keep the Volkite and just. What, uh, what, yeah, what this would do is force you to convert some up with hand flamers. Yeah. Oh. I think if he had a jump pack, and if he had a jump pack, absolutely. and he had had their hand flamers, then I think he would be really uh, a nice option. Yeah, I think the you know the idea of a is one hundred and fifty five points. Yes, yeah, so he's, he's also he's, he's, he's not, also not that expensive. He's an extremely really. attractive chap. His little uh, half what? face mask at the bottom. Thanks for the opera. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a little fan of the opera. So, um, and he's got some. Um, he's got some cool fluff to him, some cool background. Uh, but yeah, I just—it's that piece there that doesn't—it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. In my head, he's got everything that would make you want to run him with Angel's Tears, except a jump pack. <laughs> I, I just don't—I don't—I don't understand that bit. You know, give it. I mean, give it, it, it it wouldn't be so bad if they says you can give him a jump pack for twenty points. Yeah, you know, yeah, the option. Yeah, and I, but I but... just don't get it. And then it's just the what annoys me a little bit about this is you talk, you call it virtue of judgment, and then a different name, we, and then in the thing it's the angel's wrath. It's I like think, they've I had. That's more to do with uh, fluff reasons, I think, because that that's what mm. they uh, called. The, the Angel's Wrath would be them picking out a unit to destroy. I think that's why it's meant yeah. to be. But so, instead of calling it Virtues of uh, Judgment, you could just call it Angel's Wrath. I mean, it says here that the... So Virtue of Judgment, 
the Judicars, like the Morris Hats of other legions, bring terror and death to the enemy ahead of the main advance of the legion. Sanguinius has long shriven, uh, striven to change the rule within the legion that these warriors become agents of judgment, bringing his wrath to those he has chosen for death rather than spreading carnage freely. Brilliant. Evocative. Great writing. That little blurb there yeah. says so much. But then it starts talking about Angel's Wrath. Now, if all Moritats got virtues of judgment in a Blood Angel's army, all Moritats get that, and then they get Angel's Wrath because of it, that would make sense to me. Mm. Every I've, Moritat I think, can... like you say, he's just missing a jump pack. He's miss- he is absolutely missing a jump pack. But he's got a cool face mask. So... I imagine he's a very pretty sweet looking model. Yeah. A very very pretty model. We'll never see Imag- him. We'll never see him though. Imagine if imagine if the model comes out with jump back. <laughs> well to be fair, Forge World only tend to release one one yeah, character yeah. model, don't they? And there's they've already made the uh a model for Ralderon. Yeah. It's gonna be him. Speaking of whom, shall we talk about Ralderon? Yeah. And let's see if we can mind about him. So no, so <laughs> 180 points for Chapter Master Ralderan, first captain of the Blood Angels Legion, equity the Primarch, Archean of Wisdom. So cool. It's a bit like in that Game of Thrones episode when Jon Snow turns up, isn't it, to see Daenerys Targaryen and he gets a I've list of names. I've not seen this being uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones, you bastards. So, uh, anyway. Have you not watched that far yet? No. Because uh, I, I, sort of I switched to Virgin from... I switched to Virgin from Sky, didn't I? And yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> There's a joke there, isn't there? Yeah. Gaz and his Virgin. Yeah. Um, go on, Gaz. Yeah, that's going. About that's going. This is your over people up there. What the fuck's Virgin? <clears throat> right. So this okay. is your um, favourite bloke, isn't it? As well. Yeah, I think he's quite cool, actually. Uh, weapon skill seven. So that's Do you more. Do think than... he regrets switching to a Virgin as well? Oh, where's his going back on subjects? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, weapon skill 7 ballistic skill 5 strength and toughness normal 3 wounds initiative 5 4 attacks leadership 10 2 plus armor save so straight away weapon skill 7 there's not many uh, well I think there's is it him and Sigurun Sigurzman Sig- Sigurzman 7 yeah. what's um? is Lucius 7 or is he 6 I think it might be 6 isn't it uh, yeah, he's not. I don't. He's seven. I don't think. Idolin mean, seven. Seven's more than some Primarchs. Yeah. What's um, the guy from the Night Lords? Oh, Sivatar. Sivatar. Yeah. He's. I'm sure he's six as well. Is he six? Okay. Yeah, so I've, he's. I've, so, Praetors I've, are normally six. This guy's seven. I think there's always a trade they have be, uh, between the weapon score and initiative. Down there, if they if they boost one, obviously the other one's always doesn't go very high. Uh, so he's got Artificer Armor, he's got a War Blade, a Combi Flamer, which is a bit of an odd choice because I never saw that on the model. <laughs> Bolt Pistol, Iron Halo, and obviously Grenades as normal. He's got uh, Astartes Blood Angels, obviously, independent character, Master of the Legion, Furious Charge, and he's Pearls of Wisdom, shall we call them. So his weapon, the War Blade. We'll give him plus one strength. But because he's also got Furious Charge, I can't remember if I read that out. Uh, that makes him strength six on the charge. Yeah, it does. The 
it's AP2, melee, master crafted, so obviously re-roll one of your misses. Shred and murderous strike. So So what shred? Shred is re-roll to wound. So yeah, so, so that's actually really wound. nice. Yeah. yeah. It, and I was and thinking about this against a lesser Primarch. Obviously, if you didn't go up first, you know, the Primarch's uh, attacks have already gone. He would cause some serious damage. Strength, so yeah. strength six with the Blood Angel rule. Even if the uh, Primarch's toughness seven, he'll only need fours to wound because he brings one down. If he's toughness six, he'll need threes to wound. With Rewall, you know, that is quite, that is very nasty. So he has five. So one of the things that I like about him, so a Praetor level character will invariably have digital weapons to give him the fifth attack. Yep. This guy, because his weapon is not a specialist weapon, gets yeah. five attacks. Yeah. That's... So bear that in mind because he's got a bolt pistol. Yeah. Unless you obviously you've attack. shot that uh, combi flamer. It wouldn't matter. He's got a bolt pistol, mate. Bolt pistol. Yeah, and, but you, um... you can't shoot the combi flamer and then swap. I don't think you have because you're shooting. You can't. Yeah, you, you, if you shoot the bolt pistol and then attack with both weapons, that's fine. But I don't think you can shoot the combi flamer because it's not a pistol weapon. And then you swap. I don't think it matters because you're using it as a club. So if you don't shoot someone with your, if you're an assault marine and you charge in and you haven't shot someone the turn before, no, you no, just no. charged in. Yeah, but. That's because the uh, what I'm saying is the combi flamer isn't a pistol weapon. No, but the pistol is. Yes, but well, what I'm saying is uh, when you do the attacks, because he's got shot that uh, combi flamer, that combi flamer will be in his hand, so he won't get that plus one. No, 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 no. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm positive. You, you get second attacks. edition though. You get five attacks. So it's like <laughs> it's like a it's like a heavy weapon squad. Can't wouldn't fire with with flamers for example wouldn't fire it's uh, <clears throat> they do uh wall of death clearly um so if you had if you for whatever reason had a heavy weapon squad for example and you're like oh crap i'm getting charged and for whatever reason they can't fire i don't know why you could fire with your bolt pistol yes You've got enough that. time. You've got like a quick draw time. So this bloke, he gets his extra attack. He he basically drops the bolter flamer combi weapon and draws his pistol, flicks it up in the air, grabs it by the muzzle and starts pistol whipping. <laughs> That's essentially what he does. He gets five attacks, mate, base. Six on the charge. Yeah, it's very nice. And that furious charge as well is nice. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I would that's how I'd read it every time. And yeah, don't forget he's got absolutely. murderous strike, so he's still got about six easy cause instant death. Perfect. And shred. I don't know. I've not got my rule book near hand. Um, re-roll to win. Re-roll. Re-roll to win. Is, is that... it re-roll? Yeah. It's not. Did you re-roll anything? Yeah. So he... all, all fails. Oh, it's just fails, is it? So yeah. you couldn't re-roll a successful attack to try uh, and get no, another no. sit? Yeah. Oh, no. Right, so... Uh, but the, what this wisdom now makes a a difference because he says he may pick a warlord trait from the Legion Legion of the Astartes army list warlord table. Yeah, so obviously you can't go in the rule book and use the three shame. Yeah, but it'd make him really powerful. But out of them six, then there's some options which I think you would take and ones you blankly wouldn't. So the first one is cause fear. 
nice, but I don't think he's one of the better ones we'll get to. Uh, redeploy one unit. Yeah, not too bad. D3 weapons with the blast template gain shred, which is quite powerful if your army's made uh, to that. And especially if uh, you have any questions about the last bloke, you could definitely give shred to all them <laughs> and flamers. <laughs> Uh, fearless, which I I think fearless is always brilliant. To be honest, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, but this next one is my personal one, adamantium will, which yeah, is okay. But the next one also allows one unit to deep strike because he doesn't have a jump pack that makes it my chosen. Because I'd want him jump at the forefront with my uh, assault troops, basically. I don't want to put him in a rhino or something like that and waste a turn getting him out to so, charge. I'll so, yeah, when you read that... that vo So, it's Voidwalker you're talking yep. about. So, when you read that, mate, that says... So, the Warlord gains the Adamantium special rule. Yep. And one nominated infantry unit gains a deep strike special rule. Yeah, so you just give it to him. And his yeah. unit is with just him. On his, yeah, Pretty fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah. Because, but, but you're not like Abaddon or um, Horus himself, where you can choose where you come in. No. So deep, deep strike will, like I say, it's because he hasn't got a jump pack or anything like that. He also gives him the uh, option to go with say Crimson Paladins or one of them units, where you can give him deep. Yes, they already have deep strike, but I'd, I'm not actually too sure if that changes if he hasn't got because I don't think so, you can deep strike him, him without. So, so my question for you, mate, is how do you envisage using Raldoran on well, the tabletop? The next one, because the I think this, trait. yeah, I think this next one is probably the one. If it were me, I'd be choosing eighty-five, ninety percent of the time. Well, the next one is free roll ones in close combat. Yeah, but he's already got for him at. For him and his unit, any unit they join with the Legion Astarte special rule gains that as well. So it's a hit. No, so, to wound. Wound. See, rerolls one to wound. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, he's already rerolling anyway. It's he is to get it to the rest of the unit. Yeah. So if you put him with those um, dawn breakers. Yeah. So he can't deep strike with them. But you don't have to deep strike them. I know they've got jump packs. He hasn't. But for example, it's they're a good a... If you can't really equip him with someone who hasn't got jump packs, so the only un... Blood Angel unit you could would be Crimson Paladins, which means you'd be charging them across the table. No, they could go in a um, a Land Raider, Land Raider, or a Spartan. There's only three per per unit, isn't there? Yeah. I just. I mean, there's all. Obviously, the uh, units say you could have command unit, and yes, you know other options. Like I tell you, I, so if you're running, if you're running loads of angels tears unit, that world burner is is something else. So you get fleshbane on your rad weapon, don't you? Yeah, which is a template. So you're hitting on the two plus. Uh, you're wounding on two plus anyway. Um, but being able to, because you've got shred, being able to re-roll that if you get that one. The the problem, the problem I, I see with that is, uh, 
general would move his army away from because he knows you can only six he can you can only go six inches movement because he hasn't got a jump pack whereas the others do and yes yeah, he obviously you can use the jump pack in uh the oh could you use the assault so this but that, that doesn't matter phase? that doesn't matter does it yeah yeah because look i mean the thing is this well you can't use a jump pack you can use a jet pack in this one or use a jet pack in the whichever fit but so world burner doesn't matter you nominate three units and then any unit in your army with a template or a blast marker oh sorry i thought you was going but i thought you're still talking about re-roll one yeah, sorry i i've no, just no, i've yeah. just written down i haven't wrote what the names are called i mean what, what's what's good about this is you can you can pick at the tabletop you can get to the tabletop and decide fuck my opponent's got loads of 20-man tax squads I need to whittle them down. My opponent's got some really killy close combat units. Now, if I you need to be able to re-roll my ones with this big unit that I've joined, if you've got yeah, tank units, flexibility is nice. If you've got tank mm-hmm. unit, uh, tank yeah. squadron. Mm-hmm. If you gave one of them to the tank squadron, would they all gain the ta- that tank squadron? Which what? Which... Oh, someone's just broke something. Yeah, my my rule book just fell on a pile of so, screws. Obviously, if, um, if you've got, say, if you roll the one, you've got three <laughs> tanks in a squadron. You roll the one. Is it that you all unit gets it, or is it only one of them tanks gets it? I think it'd be the unit, wouldn't it? But you would w- on the sorry, blast I'm, template. I'm on the blast template. Yeah, the blast template gave you shred. So if you yeah. had a tank unit with templates. Mm-hmm. If you rolled a one, so only one unit can get that the whole squadron would get, wouldn't it? Even even yeah, if there's yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so it's, that's a unit. I'm, yeah, I just want to confirm that because that would be really powerful if you had either Medusas, whirlwinds, or Archean, yeah, or... anything yeah, yeah. with artillery. That would be really nice. So what's the rule though? Is it infantry? Or is Actually, it... yeah. No, no, it's good. any. <laughs> Any u- any yeah, unit because I think I've I've used, I used to give that to my uh, support, yeah so then uh, so for... three units in the primary detachment are uh, the target yeah painted so essentially you are lazing a target yeah that's what you're doing so if you, if you, it makes whirlwinds which it makes whirlwinds it makes don't, it makes... don't get much looking with that shred that makes them a lot it makes it makes your frag unit. grenades you can throw a frag grenade. <laughs> And it all ha- it has a chance of doing some proper damage. Or I... if you've got uh, seekers, they're nice little bolt pistol with the uh, blast template. Absolutely. Do you know what? I've changed my mind. I think that that one getting shred on blast tem- and blast and templates yeah. against but... the three units that you pick and your enemy. That's got that's got to be a great one. That is a great one. I agree with you. Fear. When when's fear worth taking? If you're facing Solar the, Rocks, maybe, but then I think you've Fia's, got the cord with Solar Rocks. Yeah, why I've, would you not take the template? I think with Fear, uh, let's face facts, most people forget to do it anyway. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I, I still like him and one unit, which yeah. I don't know. I mean, I might just give him a, uh, a command squad. I quite like that deep striking. So, I yeah, I mean, this guy, I think for 180 points. So, bear in mind, my. Oh. I mean, in the campaign, I bought a a twenty point upgrade. 
Yeah. For my at the start, because that was one of the campaign rules, you could buy something, but it cost you twenty points. So my Praetor costs uh, two hundred and two points, and that that upgrade I bought was the. It turned out it was a weapon skill plus one, so he became weapon skill seven. So for two hundred and two points, I had a guy was akin to this bloke with a paragon blade. Um, you get this guy for one hundred and eighty stock price, strength seven on the charge, weapon skill seven. I mean, I it, five. initiative five. He's pretty efficient. Yeah, he's efficient. Initiative five, but you got to remember, most people are going to be running Dave Revelation, which makes him initiative six on the charge as well. So, so yeah. against another Praetor, unless he's Pete and hides his Praetor right at the back, it's going to be hitting on threes and wounding on twos with strength. Yeah, and master on and murder strike. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, I. You know, he's master crafted, he's shred. It's a great, it's a great weapon. It's a, I think he's a really cool <clears throat> character. He's probably one of the most well balanced, cost effective um, characters in the game. I quite like what he, is. I quite like his uh, background he talks about on the side as well. Which part do you like the best? I, I just like how he says, you know, he's kind of like a simple uh, soldier. He doesn't like any, even though he's got so many options to him, he likes the simple choices, which. You know, really, he's only got simple choices, but he is such a powerful model. You know, he hasn't got a page of uh, special rules like some... I mean, bloody, the last bloke had more special rules than what uh, Raldron's got. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's a a really cool character. Um, I think... I'd love to be able to give him a jump pack as well, though. I I I was just about to say, there's a distinct lack of jump packs in these uh, these characters, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, I mean that that's that's true. That I is... think that tends to be uh, the whole heresy thing, though, doesn't it? There's a lot of yeah. you, a lot of characters. You'll think, oh, it'd be nice if he had a makes sense for him to have a jump pack, maybe, and they don't or something similar. Mm. But like uh, you say that, but for this guy, Chapter Master Rauderan, he's the Archean of Wisdom. He's a general. So although he's got the Furious Charge and he's got all that stuff, his rules are. Are set in the strategic space rather than in tactical action. So the fact that he hasn't got a jump pack makes sense. He's almost a character you throw in on turn four. That's when you're looking to get him into combat. Yeah. You want a couple of turns of um, him sat at the back, biding his time, waiting for the precise moment to hit the enemy schwerpunkt and get in there and um, absolutely cause the tipping point in the game to be met in his favour. That's where he is going. He's going not first. He's going when it matters. Another option that might be quite useful for him. If he was to able to uh, pain him up with a destroyer or angel tears unit, they give say if you charge it into just Aaron, they will lower their just Aaron toughness to toughness three. As he's strength mm-hmm. six on the charge, he'd be instant killing them. He wouldn't need merger strike. He'd be instant killing all of them. Yeah, yeah, he would. And with AP, obviously his weapon's AP too. I dare say he's the, going to be striking first. Yeah, so that's the beauty of of rad grenades. Yeah, that's the beauty mm-hmm. of of rad all over the place. That reducing people by by one toughness. Yeah. So and, even when 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 you're playing those bloody bikes, jet bikes that are um, <laughs> toughness five and AP two uh, or AV armor value two, the ability to knock them back down to Toughness four with rad grenades is it should not be underestimated. Yeah. 
And you can't obviously join this bloke to destroyers. You can't join them. But, no, but as we discussed yeah. last as we discussed last week, Angel's Tears don't have that destroy limitation. Rule. Yeah, they don't have the destroy rule, so he could join them. Again, he hasn't got the jump pack. Uh, and you can't take their jump packs off them. So, well, you know, it's... But yeah, then again... It's just obviously if wounds happen, then next to each yeah. other, if they're already in close combat. He could, yeah, if or you're he in could... close combat with just Aaron, gain wiped yeah. out, yeah, and he needs one of them to survive. And he, he can, can charge absolutely. in and fucking wipe them all out. Yeah, he can He can like benefit the from their reduction of the toughness. It's all about, is, as we said earlier... He is a beast in combat, yeah. definitely. He is a beast in combat, and that that um, order of effect is is absolutely key when you're yeah. using an army like this. It's making sure you use the right weapon at the right time on the right target and in the right order to have your effect um, and selecting which units to fire. So, which is a lesson I've learned over the t- over the time I've been playing. Make sure you fire the weapon that, if loads of models get removed, that weapon won't be able to have an effect. So maybe use that weapon first. So bolters versus Volkite weapons, for example. The heavy version of the Volkite is a 30-inch range. A bolter's 24-inch range. Use your bolter fire first. Use that squad. Then switch to your Volkite, which is six inches behind or, or at level, so they can take out the characters that have been killed, blah, blah. Uh, or take out from the depth of the squad that you're targeting. All that type of stuff. Same with him. Make sure you use your, your guys first. And then come to him. I've got to go get the door, guys. That's my wife back from France. Uh, <laughs> do you want to read him, Wes? I don't think you've read one yet. It's because I can't read, mate. Yeah. Right, let's have a look. I'm worse. Sanguinous. I, um, I've got them all. I love it. It's beautiful. And I don't even collect blood angels. So apparently, uh, Sanguinous is at weapon skill 9, ballista skill 5, strength and toughness 6, uh, wound 6, initiative 7, attack 6, and leadership 10. With a two plus save, which I think is pretty standard for the Primarchs, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think there's only off the top of my head Angron that I can think with uh, more attacks. Well, three plus uh, save on him. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's unique. There is only one Sanguinous in the entire galaxy. Uh, unit type is Jump Infantry. Character, he has the Regalia Resplendent. He has great wings, and they are beautiful. He has the Blade and Carmine, or the Spear of Telesto. And the Moon Silver Blade, Infernus, and Frag Grenades. Special rules: Primarch, uh, which gives him all the Primarch rules. Uh, he has Sire of the Blood Angels, Angelic Presence, Sky Strike, and Very Bulky. He is a beautiful character. I do like this one a lot. I've just noticed he hasn't got Crack Grenades. <laughs> Must weigh him down Isn't in it? flight. Yeah, not that he yeah, needs. I guess he doesn't. Yeah, not... he doesn't really need it with that spear, does he? No, he doesn't need Crack Grenades, but yeah, he's... he hasn't got them. Should we look at the, the main rules themselves then? Okay, so he's got Sire of the Blood Angels, Sanguinous Gains, plus one initiative, and attack on the first turn of any close combat. So it's not even charging. So even if he's charged, he gets it. Yeah, that's really nice, that, isn't it? It's like a, a souped-up counter-attack. So, and while he's pressed battlefield as well, all friendly jump units uh, with Allegiance, Stoney's Blood Angels, special rule, may choose to use their jump packs in both the movement and assault phase. That's the big point of this, yeah, actually. That's, that is massive, phase, isn't it? Yeah. All the nice Hammer of Rafter attacks, re-roll charges and stuff like that. That's, that is really nasty. And getting the Thornbreaker squads as troops as well. Yeah, so, that's, uh, that's really sweet. He's got Angel- oh, Angelic Presence. Oh, hang on, hang on, 
and gone. Guys, that's me out. See you later. Bye. So yeah, he's getting called by the wife. <laughs> right, so uh yeah, so, so move, the, um... moving to angelic presence. Any friendly units within three inches of sanguinus gets D three to the wound wall of any values calculated in close combat in a one close combat, I should say. So Oh, that's really nice actually. That yeah. can make a big difference. Although to be fair, if sanguine you you dare say sanguinus is in that close combat, you would be thinking you've won. <laughs> You'd like to think so. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's pretty much meaning that, that you're going to need snake eyes, really, to, or fearless to stay in close combat with him because I dare say you're going to take a few wounds from him, you'd like to yep. think. So the next one. Regalia Resplendent provides a 2-plus armor save and a 4-plus invulnerable save and allows him to re-roll any fade, failed invulnerable saves on a turn in which he charges. That's really nice, actually. Again, yeah. this, he really wants to be in combat. Yeah. It's one of them. You go and try it. Unless you've got a Primarch that you're confident can take him out. Or, well, to be honest, Tarpit him. Charging him, you'd want to charge Sanguinus so he wouldn't get that. You know, to try and cause them a few more wounds. Because especially with that initiative eight on his uh, the first round of any combat, unless you've got a nice one of the better prime marks he's going to be striking before yeah thing is with his speed as well yeah the chances of the opponent getting into combat first it's only if the blood angel players messed up really yeah the next rule definitely means you want him to charge as well so he's great wings as a jump pack which we all guessed he would be able to yeah. In both the movement and assault. When Sanguinus assaults, it'll have Hammer of Wrath attacks like everyone else in that unit because don't forget you've got that all your jump infantry has using movement and assault. So, yep. you know, that if you're with a 10-man, even assault squad, straight away, 10 Hammer of Wraths. But Sanguinus is, is stunned at strength 10 AP2. Which, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's instant killing most things unless it's Mechanicum or something like that. Or even against vehicles as well, that's pretty nice, actually. Yeah. Because you hit him rear armour, that's strength 10. That's pretty much an auto pen. Yeah, that AP2 means it's uh, that plus one on the yeah. damage table as well. That's great. So, we're enjoying these rules so far, <laughs> me, me especially. So the next one is Sky Strike, which is, I think, a nice little neat rule he's got with the others at the end of any movement phase which will be 12 inches in which this model has moved using the jump pack rules nominate one enemy unit not locked in combat that he's moved over in that turn that unit takes one hit if the unit is a flyer in zoom or an enemy swooping monstrous creature it takes d3 hits these are hit at strength 6 AP2. He loves that AP2, doesn't he, Sangreen? He does, yeah. Uh, using random allocation and ignores cover special rule. Against vehicles, these are done at the side armour. So Nice. I mean, even just moving, he causes damage. As he's flying over the top of things, he's popping caps. like yeah. it. It's nice. And then Infernus. <clears throat> if, you, the, if you've actually seen the uh, win itself, it's really, really yeah, nice. I know you love it's this. It's very uh, ornate. Yeah. So it's, uh, Infernus is uh, range 18, strength 8, AP1. Assault uh, 2, one use only weapon. Which, yeah. with uh, Ballistic Skull 5, a little bit less than, say, most of the other Primarchs, but still hitting me on 2, so. He hasn't got the yeah. Melter's rule, which I was a little bit surprised by, but, you know. It's... Yeah, it's quite surprised it's one use only as well, but that's, mm. uh, that's pretty cool. I like that. But to be fair, though, you're going to be you're getting this guy in combat wherever you, wherever yeah. you can anyway. 
I still love that sweet, uh, Sky Striker all back. Yeah, that's really Especially neat. against Siphons. You know, D3 <laughs> strength, uh, six hits. You know, you could, could cause some damage. So the next one is his Blade. And Carmine, yeah. And Carmine. So this is where you get to choose, that you? you? get to choose whether you get the Blade and Carmine or you get the Spear and the, the Moon Silver Blade. See, I know what I choose, but I think I'm against uh, the popular choice, shall we say. So, should we uh, read what it is and then see what, uh, see what we think? Yeah, so the Blade, you get plus one strength, AP2. Melee, Rampage, and sh- Shred. So, it's nice. Uh, re-rolls to wound, so you dare say you hit, you wounded most things on, especially with the making him uh, strength 7. You shouldn't yeah. be wounding everything on 2s unless you're coming up against something else. So, that Shred, re-roll 1s with his 6 or 7 attacks, you know, is... Uh, yeah, that definitely goes through, nice. I think. Yeah. And that rampage as well, if I remember rightly, is D three extra attacks. Yes, if... so that makes him a lot more of a blender. But the problem with that is they have to outnumber him. Now, if you've got him yeah. by himself, probably not uh, a problem because he is three models with a very bulky rule. But if you've got him with a ten man assault squad or fifteen man or something like that, straight away you, that's quite a lot of numbers. You know, yeah. if it's but it, but it lot... means that if he's going up against a, a larger unit, then he's got a better chance of killing stuff because yes. he's, he's going first definitely, and he's going to get. I think it's one. Uh... Of, I think it's a nice rule for a little bit later on in the game when because you go and put him with a jump pack squad, yeah, and everyone's going to fire everything at him. That jump pack squad starts to take damage when he hits whatever unit, terminators or anything. It makes a big difference then. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Because I mean, I, I think if I'm equipping, it, uh, putting him in a normal, say, assault squad, then that's probably an 18 unit with with him. Uh, you're gonna need a lot of men at the start to take that. I know you can say, oh, well, put him with uh, angel tears or dawn breakers. I mean, dawn breakers is. A- is, would be a good one for him to go into with there. Yeah, I was just thinking actually, Dawnbreakers would be quite nice actually. You know, they wouldn't got... necessarily need such a large unit. Yeah, so it's one to. Well, I don't know. I, I prefer the Moon Moon, moon Blade and uh, Spear to be honest. Yeah, I do too actually. Should we uh, draw through those? Yeah, obviously against uh, Cellar Auxilia, that'd be awesome. That rampage. Yeah. So the Spear gives him plus three strength on the charge. It's on the second round of combat, it's user though. So back to. Uh, strength six it's ap1 on the charge and ap2 normal because like i says he loves them ap2 attacks it's yep. me- melee two-handed instant death which is oh, fantastic nice. isn't it uh yep. mastercrafted and wrath of angels now it can be thrown but i think he would only ever throw that on the last round of combat to be honest like uh, yep. sorry last last uh turn last really, turn the game end. yeah you know and you've got nothing to lose as a Rhino or something like that. Yeah, let's let's get have that away. Yeah. Uh, so if he throws it, it's a twelve inch range, strength seven, AP one, assault one, instant death, armor bane, wrath of angels. Now the wrath of angel is for every successful wound roll of a six that unit gains an additional wound using the same weapon profile. Yeah. So that's where I really think it comes into just the spear is pretty awesome actually because yeah. <clears throat> the chance are you going to get one or two sixes in there? I mean, people are talking about. I know some. We're not really a, a tournament uh, podcast. We we go to tournaments and stuff, but we're more about the narrative. But with at a tournament, 
I just think the spear gives you so much more than the blade. Yes, I know before each game you could choose which one you wanted and stuff if you magnetized it. But you've, against Mechanicum especially, that instant death, that would just decimate yeah. all their units. Yeah, especially if you do some of the combos like um, Pete was saying earlier about getting uh, some Brad grenades in there as well, beforehands and lowering toughness, etc. as yeah. well, which would be really handy. Well, I mean, to be honest, on the turn he charges, he, he wouldn't need that anyway. He'd, he'd no, not really. He'd just smashing be smashing face all over the place uh so yes obviously on the not charge he's still strength six so against yeah. most things you're still going to be hurt, hurting them on twos obviously other monstrous creatures demons and stuff then that changes things but you'd probably just flick to the moon blade for that yeah absolutely and the moon blade so that's quite nice as well isn't it yeah. it's, it's more of a backup weapon than anything else but uh so it's user uh, user strength, AP3, melee, uh, mastercrafted blinds, which can be handy. Duelist edge and moon silver. So any wounds uh, caused against a model with a demon, uh, demon of runestorm or psycho special rule, it's instead counts as two wounds. Uh, wounds caused in excess of the model's remaining wounds do not spill over to other models. So again, it's it's just a, a handy toolbox there. So if you are coming up against something with the uh, the demons or psycho special rule, that you can do some extra wounds with that as well. See, and everyone, there's there's a lot of people that have said, oh, the moon blade's pointless. But it's got dual stage, which means, if say if you went up against Angron, which you never would want to do. Uh, I haven't got Angron's rules in front of me, so give me for that. But that dual stage means he's, initi he's initiative uh, eight. Now, yeah. on the first turn, because of that rule before, uh, Sire of the Blood Angels, he's initiative nine on the first turn. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So he's got, he's going to be a game before Angron. He's AP three. Angron's armor is he's got power, normal power armor with obviously an invulnerable save. So he's going to be straight away moving him straight onto tough invulnerable save. Sorry. And then two wounds that would be quite lethal to someone like Angron. Yeah. Uh, does he have demon Angron? Because obviously, no, yeah, that only causes yeah. Sorry for that demon or psyker. But yeah, against someone like even against someone like uh, Logar. He's a psycho. But I think he's got two yeah. plus uh, armor. For me, I just think overall the, the better set there is the the spear and the moon silver blade. I just like yeah. the flexibility it gives. And yeah, I think the moon moon silver, especially like I say against demons or even against normal troops, throw your spear last turn of the game into that big squad of tactical marines and then think what well, i'm going moon silver him now yeah because he's still ap3 you'd still cut through yeah I, no, think, I definitely that's the way to go i think the spear means he's more versatile yeah it looks cooler too that's why i stuck mine on yeah so i don't not not to say the blade isn't good or anything the blade is a very good option i think it It'd be, I think if he was plus two strength, then he'd definitely be uh, more uh, more to think about. But I, I just think, I just much prefer the spear. I think it gives, it makes him, uh, makes him more useful than just a beat stick, really. Which we all I, want him to be a beat stick, but, you know, he, he has that little bit more about him. Yeah, I totally agree. And yep. he's instant it's death. Beautiful model, beautiful rules. And he comes in at... 485 points so you can have him in a 2000 point game which is like all the Primarchs really isn't it yeah I think all Primarchs are under 500 so, well, I think that's Sanguinus pretty much covered there isn't it yeah so we like Sanguinus well we like all of them apart from Crown He's yeah I bit... think they need to just tidy up those rules really yeah. um, that last sentence really doesn't make too much sense or just give him a fucking jump. Yeah. But like I say, with with that scout, it does mean he is a bit going back to crown. It'd, it'd be nice if he'd have had a uh, two inferno pistols though. <laughs> but 
But yeah, I think that's us all sorted. Yeah, I think that's um, that's done for an episode then. Yeah. Uh, so I've got work tonight, so that's where I'll be going. And where's your on the drink? I see. So yeah, I've just um, two gin and tonics in, so I'm ready for bed now. Actually, I think. <laughs> uh, I thought you might be. Oh, I'm going paint or something like that, but no, no, no to bed. I'm tired. I'm oh, walking up a mountain this afternoon. It was a beautiful day, so I just went for a little stroll. So yeah. feeling quite tired now. Well, hopefully you will. Uh, we'll see you all next time. All three of you that may have listened tonight. Yeah, I mean we've we've had someone in Australia to listen. I can only imagine the joys of your eating, <laughs> tran- transporting all its way to Australia. I wonder how the oh, British mate. eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty more, more interested by the latex. <laughs> well, Kaz, it's been a so, pleasure. The pleasure's mine as always. Right, thanks we'll guys catch, for listening. Catch you next time. And take care to everyone. And remember, if it's not heresy, that's heresy. <laughs> See ya. What a great guy Gaz is. And what a utter spunk trumpet is. Our friend Wes. Wes? Wes? Hello, dear listeners. It may be that one day you get to hear this. If so, let it be known. I'm really an Ultramarines player. I'm not really a big fan of the Sons of Horus. I don't think they've got enough cool rules. Unlike the Ultramarines. I absolutely love my Ultramarines. Rabuti Gilliman, he's the king of the Primarchs. Don't tell anyone. You there? And then I said, my God, you're covered in piss. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I pulled a Mooney and he didn't oh, look how up. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, mate, you, the froze. screen's frozen, so I can't really see what you were doing. That's a shame. You really missed out, though. <laughs>